0: Hello and welcome to Press X to Doubt. My name is Preston Wilkie and I am here with, wait, who's that? Rob Hudak from DraftPunks. How's it going, Rob?
1: Oh, hey, hi, hello. What's going well?
0: How are you? I'm doing okay. It's a, sort of a weird episode. It's just you and me today. I'm doing great and really happy to have you here. I'm um, yeah, happy I, to be on. Yeah, and uh, I really appreciate you coming on. It was a very last minute uh, message this morning on Discord. Because uh, Luke, normally we have him on, and today he couldn't make it. Uh, and so we are just me and you as our wonderful guest. And it was so last minute, and I appreciate you being so accommodating for it. Yeah, the the
1: schedule kind of, we were just briefly talking about before we started recording, but it was kind of serendipitous, the the timing we had with this, and uh, kind of uh, afforded the opportunity to, yeah, stop by and say hi and chat with you.
0: And so you're... Part of the Draftpunks uh, podcast, which we have talked about multiple times, uh, especially as our community shout-outs. I think Dory has brought it up, Greg has brought it up, and I have brought it up uh, for our community shoutouts at the end of at the end of our show. Um, and so it's really uh, exciting to have you uh, have one of y'all finally be on. We have Brian set up for two weeks from now, but what is Draftpunks punks all about what is it that y'all do
1: well first that that's very flattering and we really appreciate it. like we we've always been about community and boosting each other and that kind of leads into kind of the heart of what draft punks is so it was roughly july june or july last year uh during 2020 when you know it was pandemic hey why not start a podcast season oh yeah (laughs) that's exactly what it is yeah and uh they both brian and jay or travis McGahey reached out to me and like hey um we've got this idea and we wanted to see if you're on board we kind of need a third a third seat to fill what we have for like an intended four seat concept of this they pitched me on it and Mm. and, like they're like well we think you'd probably you'd fit right in for the idea we have and we'd like to ask you to be a part of it and thought about it for a day, and we have, we talk about it a little bit on our Thanksgiving draft episode, or what we're thankful for, it was what I did yeah. for part of my uh, Extra Life stream back in November. As part That's what I was going to say, that
0: was y'all's first time streaming the show, right?
1: Yes, that was the first live episode we've ever done, and have only yeah. done since.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Might
1: still do more, that was just, the circumstances kind of afforded that opportunity, and so we wanted to take it.
0: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm
1: yeah so we we talked a lot about like what we were thankful for and one of the things i brought up was how thankful for how thankful i was for them providing me the opportunity to have this yeah and grow with them and it's been such a blast uh we've we've had an absolute killer time so the core of what draft Bunks is is it's a, a snake draft what that means is uh you start like one through four and then at the very end, we have a, the, a guest and the three of us. And okay. uh, the guest is oftentimes, doesn't have to be, but is oftentimes either an expert in their field or is someone that is known for loving a thing or has a lot to say about a thing. And so we have them on uh, from all, all different types of communities. Like we, The way I kind of put it to them was we love talking about the things other people love and learning about what they love uh so it teaches us a lot and it puts us out kind of out of our comfort zone of like okay what is this person yeah. com- like familiar with and how can we like um biggie with the sandwiches he runs a sandwich shop uh and has like a whole merch line about um sandwiches and everything so a sandwich draft was like okay what makes the perfect sandwich like what, what are we going to draft for sandwiches and somehow yeah, i won with like this a- weird philly cheesesteak sandwich
0: and that's such a like, I love that the concept of the draft is not uh, necessarily dedicated to just games. It's dedicated yeah. to a topic. And absolutely. It, uh, I think I really came on board with the Kings episode because it was just Travis's so wide.
1: Win.
0: Yeah, it was It was such a great episode. It was so like anything that has to do with the concept of Kings from yeah. Stephen King to Aragorn, right? Um, uh-huh and so it's just this wide uh this wide sort of uh field that mm-hmm. you can catch with any topic that you bring up.
1: Yeah, and that's part of what we loved so much about it was like leaning into how broad things can be and having in some instances just almost no restrictions other than the literal okay, King's draft. And like you mentioned Stephen King, uh we had Regina King um mm-hmm. All, all manner of stuff like that we with uh, the ghost draft with uh, Charles McGregor uh developer of hyperdot uh just like destroyed us cuz he he <laughs> as Greg kind of joked about he's like I think he knows the, the how to draft better than the draft punks do. Uh, no <laughs> cuz it was just like five drafts of ghost and how what ghost was in each of these iterations and like in video games especially but the last one was like ghost face killer uh, it was it was so fun. And yeah, this whole month we've been doing uh, in honor of the 35th anniversary, which apparently Nintendo doesn't Nintendo doesn't know how to recognize. No, uh, but no. everyone else does. Um, We wanted to shout out a whole month of facets of this 35 year series that so many people love. It's beloved across yeah. generations. And we wanted to shout out things across those games uh, that could show up in some capacity and we've had uh tyler and chris from spelunkers with our locations mm-hmm. and uh items draft uh and brian does these amazing like things for the vote like either they're jpeg images that he's edited and made that are beautiful or like composed uh video of like our soundtracks essentially for music with kyle hilliard uh, it's always a delight each week It's part of the highlight of my week other than recording is seeing what Brian will put for our votes because yeah. it's, it's still a mystery to me what what he's going to do for it.
0: Yeah, I think this last week uh, y'all had the items one mm-hmm. um, and uh, having him put all the images to the inventory screen yeah. for Zelda was just a really cool idea. And then, of course, whenever y'all did the music with Kyle Hilliard uh, and having him create a Spotify playlist with all of the songs right. was just an awesome way to do that. Uh, and to sort of remind the listener, like I'm not super up on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the individual tracks for Zelda soundtrack.
1: It's so 35 whenever, years worth of incredible music. Yeah. How are yeah, you going to store all of that in your
0: head? <laughs> that's exactly right. So whenever he, whenever it was time to go vote, I was like, well, I don't remember exactly uh-huh. what, and so having these, having that, very conceptual way of creating the list in order to assist the voter in understanding what they're voting for is a really cool mm-hmm. idea.
1: Yeah. It was a uh, creative solution to that problem. That was typically yeah. what we have like a visual format for representing the votes. Um I he, huge shout out to Brian for like editing the podcast and making those Uh couldn't be more fortunate to have him there. And J2, like we have, so, he and I are of a mind right travis and i are like kindred spirits in that way and we always like can relate to each other. even though brian's like i don't know what you damn kids are talking about (laughs) math rock and post rock music and we're just like dude it's fine (laughs) you'll catch up later old man (laughs) but it's great like we we all play off each other really well and it's been such a blast
0: uh and so for a couple plugs where can people find uh i was about to say press exit out where can people find uh (laughs) draft punks and where can people find you on twitter and streaming
1: so um you can if you want to find me on twitter i usually be retweeting uh a lot of draft punk stuff uh stuff in the community from like in our community and like min max and everything at large uh it's uh at raven named rook mm-hmm. is my twitter handle uh as for our draft punks uh contacts we've got our twitter like twitter tiktok uh Instagram, it's at Real as well as the Twitch channel is at Real uh, okay. and we're starting to push up through that and do a bit more Twitch streaming there. Just did a uh streamed a game. I will be probably talking about a little bit later, Curse of the Dead Gods, and then probably doing some uh Valheim streams there too.
0: Yeah, and I really uh I, I enjoyed the Curse of the Dead Gods stream, but I'm really hoping uh, to uh, I'm really excited for that Valheim stream and maybe y'all can actually help me kill the Elder on stream. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. That would be fun, right? Yeah, most definitely. Sweet. Awesome. And we are going to be definitely talking mm. more Valheim and more Curse of the Dead Gods later on. And I, uh, I forgot to clue you in on this, but I was having on the docket the uh, unfortunate Nintendo reveal um, and uh, yeah. the unfortunate Nintendo... Direct that we had last week. And I don't know if you're big into BlizzCon, uh, but BlizzCon came out with some good news. uh, And so we can get into that a little bit. Sure. But for now, we're going to be moving on to the news section because this is press X to doubt where we talk about video game news, starting off with a couple, well, not starting off. It all is mixed in, but (laughs) we have two truths and a lie where we have three articles, each one, three from myself, three from Rob, and two of those will be true, one of those will be fake. It is up to the other person to try to figure out which one of the three is fake.
1: The now old- are you gaslighting game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're we're
0: wondering about the 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 morals and the ethics. And I the, think it's uh, I think it's a legality. really fun
1: idea of just trying to like deduce while you're having a conversation about the impact and ramifications that could be, and then find out it's complete nonsense
0: yeah exactly yeah it's uh look at how great or how terrible the gaming community can be but wait no that's a lie we're just the terrible (laughs) ones uh but i hope you're ready to put some money down on the line uh i know i have a twitch subscription ready is what uh Uh Uh, and so if if we win uh normally at the end of our News round will put down bets on how sure we are of the other person's fake right. article. So, we'll see uh once we get there just how much money you're ready to put down.
1: Interesting terms, I like.
0: For now, in order for you to have the decision. Okay, so normally again we have 3 people on the show, to mm-hmm. be myself, my co-host Luke and a guest. And one of us uh whoever is hosting that day we'll do a trivia game. And so whoever wins the trivia game gets to decide who goes first. But I figured for this episode, since it's you and me, I would do something a little bit weird. Uh, in I that like a little would, bit weird. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. I, I'm excited for it.
1: We'll find a way to make it fun. I'm sure. Also yeah. real quick, as an aside, uh, when I was listening to last week's episode with Dory, uh, it was super funny because y'all had, okay, make, you have to do your like a sound effect of a character from your favorite gaming franchise yeah. and it wasn't necessarily my favorite gaming franchise but the instant go-to in my head was or, or, or. that's yeah from halo and so um, i was already in the mind space and the first thing you said was um like the first clue you gave was like it's halo and yeah it was just like super funny timing
0: just listening to them like i don't know, uh, and it, i got down to like the fifth clue or the yeah clue. i know
1: i was surprised it went as long as it did cuz it was it was like uh i forget what the first clue was there was always uh, oh, okay. uh, alex garland uh, yes. was key to be as like a director or wrote the screenplay for the movie yeah, it was yeah. like i remember that being a thing
0: and i'm still i didn't know that was a thing before i was look started looking up trivia and that is one of the most disappointing facts that i've learned about uh, uh, especially a video game movie is that we could have had an Alex Garland. Halo I know movie. I exactly for today's uh, trivia. What hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask you sort of a, without going over number so um, price, is so right. price is right rules. And okay. if you are under, but within, I'm trying to figure out maybe within 10,000, of the correct number, okay, um, but without going over, then you will take the decision of who gets to go first. But if you are outside of the ten thousand, or if you go over, and I don't know how fair this is, then I will get to decide. I don't care first.
1: about fair. I'm just and in it for hint, fun.
0: It's gonna be you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe. How the question of the day <laughs> is how many current viewers are watching Valheim streams
1: okay current viewers interesting so i know the game has reached concurrent it's broken a record for concurrent players of over five hundred thousand, which is yep. incredible uh but tw- so we're we're speaking specifically twitch uh
0: yes yeah, yeah that's a good point specifically, uh, twitch. specifically twitch
1: viewers uh let's go with three hundred and sixty four thousand two hundred and five why not
0: you nailed it. That is <laughs> <laughs> that is so far over. Um, and that really? is an amazingly high number. But they do still have a respective, a respectable eighty three point seven thousand viewers. Okay. Um, which old I guess, uh, old Shroud seems to have the majority of those at twenty two thousand right. current. But yeah, that's that's pretty typical. Um, and now I'm not really sure what a normal, like, really big name game normally has for the amount
1: of viewers. So I don't know if 83,000 is huge. It's, that's the thing it, uh, for like a Monday night. That's pretty good. Uh, because yeah. I was thinking like peak weekend, like Friday, after Friday evening or like Sunday, Sunday afternoon, like you can get. Something like a Fortnite, which is like the three hundred thousands or so. Okay. It's it's amazing. But yeah, like that's that's good uh good to know that still like eighty thousand. Yeah. For a Monday night. On
0: a Monday night. And uh I mean this is absolutely like you said earlier, this game is taking taking over Steam. I think it got up to second in the Steam library, and we were gonna be going into all things Valheim in the second half. Mm. But for now, since you were so far over i'm going (laughs) to uh decide that you will go first with your first uh news article
1: oh i lost but i won yeah (laughs) i guess yeah (laughs) well uh it's interesting you bring up uh blizzcon uh, and the news that came out this weekend because uh drumroll major everyone predicted it but uh major news coming out with uh diablo 2 being remastered yes so uh we've got diablo 2 resurrected arriving sometime later this year details are fuzzy uh to some extent but we do know it's coming to um to playstation 5 and series x oh really uh, ns uh playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc uh controller support as well on pc and cross-platform progression
0: like no, really,
1: knocking it out of the park,
0: not cross-play yeah, right unfortunately, the
1: but cross, the progression, that's a good start. That's a good yeah, sign. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No, I, I mean, there's uh, going from Diablo three to P on PC and jumping over to console and not being able to bring over all of the things that you get in the multiple seasons that you play through.
1: Right, right. Uh, also interesting to note. So it's got four. It's gonna be capable of playing 4K resolution. Um. Oh, cool. And what I think is really interesting is I I kind of saw this when I was looking at the footage, but yeah, it's so going to be rendering or Diablo 2 is going to be f- featuring 3D physically rendered, uh, like animations and characters and uh, everything, which uh, they're saying is they're pulling in, they're basing it in the Diablo 3 engine. Um, okay. Yeah. And then building on top of that and then uh, using that, but they still want to maintain some of the, um,
0: that original well, dark feel
1: right like well the... not yeah not just that but like playing off if if you remember last i think it was last year warcraft 3 forged and yeah. uh, the debacle that was with right. how they essentially rewrote the original game so that it that was the only version you could play and like ruin matchmaking and everything it was, it was a disaster, but it looks like they're trying to, even though they're using the, the uh, Diablo three engine for this, uh, maintain some degree of integrity with the original game. So, and it also okay. includes the expansion. Okay. Uh, so it's full game and ladders are coming back as well. If you liked doing the season ladder stuff also there for you.
0: Yeah. So were you, did you play a lot of Diablo two
1: whenever it, uh, you know, was in its heyday? yeah it's on so there's a it's kind of funny you bring it up Uh, today there was that going around like the adding twitter the top six the top six for your six people and diablo 2 is in my top six nice Uh, nice. i played dozens and like basically hundreds of hours staying up way too late in the summer yeah there's no school pretty much just piggybacking with my uh stepbrother playing diablo 2 like 24 <laughs> 7 and it, i was with him i was sitting right beside him the day he lost his level 89 hardcore sorceress on a mephisto run <laughs> and he was like that ruined his week oh no he I was would... so mad
0: i would not want to be anywhere near striking distance that yeah
1: it was he was pissed he didn't break anything but he was yeah he he was livid uh and i don't blame him because he had put so much work into that oh, he yeah. was almost at max level with a hardcore sarissa and i a fistal run something that seems relatively harmless it just got nuked and mm. made a bad call and died and yeah that <laughs> that was so great but that's the thing is like that's part of what i loved about that game is you had yeah. that stuff like you had duping and like stone of jordans and all that stuff and i'm curious to see like even though it's going to be in a different engine like what types of stuff that they will swap between the two mm-hmm. uh and so yeah i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that and maybe trying it again on pc playing it again on pc probably with my dad and sister because we play diablo 3 together they play world of warcraft so. oh that's really cool yeah yeah
0: that was something diablo 3 uh i i had never played diablo 2 but i played through diablo 3 fairly religiously uh yeah. for a little while there and so it will be uh which fairly religiously uh but yeah <laughs> the, the uh, it'll be nice to be able to go back and play through that sort of like what is held up as just the the grail of those sorts of games it yeah isometric uh uh, action rpgs right it
1: was iconic and kind of helped define a genre Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and yeah like because i remember playing diablo the first diablo with with my stepbrother and like he showed it to me and just was like this is incredible uh, and love it because you know we've been talking about zelda all month but like Z- the legend of zelda was like one of my first gaming experiences that stuck with me for the rest of my life and yeah. it had a, this, a similar sense of exploration with like procedurally generated maps constantly different maps with these instant stuff and i was like oh that's really interesting it's always changing mm-hmm. and so yeah like i was sold ever since then and played so many different versions of that style of game i've played a little bit of path of exile played some volson Uh, that game is cool it gets got a lot of i've been curious about wilson yeah they've done a lot of work over the the year or so since its release and like helping improve that game and it's it's fun yeah yeah looking forward to diablo 2 resurrected playing more of my necromancer so
0: you're going to be playing it on
1: uh pc right almost assuredly yeah
0: yeah yeah so it is supposed to be coming out later this year
1: that's yeah that's what they're saying is it's no release date scheduled just later this year my guess probably september october it'd be a perfect october game
0: yeah that's sure. Uh, yeah
1: like if they can put it out
0: just early october and then celebrate halloween in some way um, Yeah, which i i wonder if how much they're gonna do uh that sort of like regular updates and the change the you know updated seasons and stuff like that like they do with Diablo 3. Um, mm-hmm. Is it really going to carry over that sort of stuff to Diablo 2 uh yeah we'll ejected. and then once Diablo 4 comes out then they'll uh, transfer you know Dude they showed the rogue and
1: I'm sold.
0: Yes, yeah, for the Diablo 4. Yeah. Uh man, yeah, that that was such a good video and ending on if anyone hasn't seen it, uh it ends I guess Small, uh, I don't know. In Diablo 2, you get bounties and you collect ears and all that. And uh that was Diablo 2, yeah, right? It was yeah. iconic.
1: Yeah, a Diablo 2, it was an iconic thing of PvP was using ears as trophy that you could sell for a gold apiece. Yeah. And at the end of the thing,
0: uh at the end of the Diablo 4 rogue trailer, the priest that she's yep. speaking to goes up, opens up a cabinet. And they're just filled with ears that he puts a hooks.
1: One and more ear on. There's a very graphic depiction of putting <laughs> yeah. an ear on a hook. It is it's, great. A, it's
0: it's a piercing. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, my first
0: one, you may already know this. First one, uh, the twisted metal live action TV series is mm. being made. Finally, I don't know why I would say finally. I don't know who is really asking for it.
1: <laughs> David Jaffe is really going for that to come. <laughs>
0: right. Out. right. So the Twisted Metal is coming out with a live action TV series, and it's being produced by the Cobra, Cobra Kai producer, and it's being written uh, by the Deadpool writers. And so no. this is going to be, uh, I was surprised to hear it'll be a TV series sony has confirmed that they're moving forward um now this could be one of those things that's very early on in development and well i'm sure it is very early on in development but it could just get stuck in developmental hell from here on out yeah everyone could drop out uh you know next week and we uh you know and we're not going to have a finished product that they're working on right now
1: yeah how long has the untraded movie been going on mm-hmm. for <laughs> that's <laughs> the, the part of two decades thinking, seems yeah. like
0: right and i i mean we'll see how that one goes i wonder if this show will hinge on the success of that in any way
1: yeah i'm curious to see if that's the case like do they try to have a like an overarching plot that involves all players or do like they're all working together against this one thing, or do they oh. take each episode focusing on a different character and their origin stories? And Ooh, then that would next cool. season focus on them coming together in some respect. Cause like what plot is there for that game?
0: Right. Like they would, I, I mean you could do a newcomer to the tournament
1: or yeah. something
0: like that. That is like, and has to learn about all the different players in the game kind of thing. <laughs>
1: What a weird decision. <laughs> yeah.
0: And again, I can it is it's weird how much lore like it's sort of like a Street Fighter or a Tekken where you know you have your season with a certain character and once you beat it, you have your opening and your end credits with them. And there it's weird how much lore was built into that game around every character.
1: Yeah, like Axel and what happened, like he's stuck inside these these two massive wheels and like your sweet tooth with yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that flaming head and so i remember sweet tooth was like a serial killer that is being punished for that axel was trying to save his daughter in some way uh, and so yeah you could explore each of those stories in its own episode and
1: totally. it does
0: seem like it would be too much for a movie if you did something like that but yeah. the sort of like just immediate carnage of that game Sort of lends itself to the silly. I mean, we're seeing it coming up soon, the Mortal Kombat, uh, which also has a ton of lore behind it, but I think it's better suited for a movie than it necessarily is a TV series.
1: I'll also say that I think that Mortal Kombat's one already has two movies for it. Yeah. One of which is well regarded and loved as an iconic film and like many held up as the best video game movie adaptation uh and i i would be hard pressed to argue with them silent hill is yeah. my personal favorite but uh and then you have annihilation which is oh i thought you were talking about annihilation that was no it's annihilation oh, okay. annihilation is awful <laughs> yeah. but it's also fun it's it's just a terrible movie but i have fun with it but no the yeah. first mortal kombat is like uh, is just legendary um but like so the, the, the advantage that I think Mortal Kombat has is, like, in the games themselves, the lore that existed in a similar vein that, like, old 90s games, like, backdrop lore was, they made three very good games mm-hmm. that have the best video, like, fighting game story ever told. Yeah, yeah. And so they have that advantage there of, like, they actually told a really cool story. Where they leaned into the fun and all that. Twisted Metal doesn't have that advantage.
0: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: So I'm curious. Yeah, for
0: Twisted Metal, it's just like having the Deadpool writers attached. Uh, I mean, I can't think of really a better game suited for the Deadpool writers besides maybe like a new gritty reboot of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, mm. uh, <laughs> that would be pretty good for them. Uh,
1: yeah. But Probably uh, better writing the games.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh and that's like i mean it just it fits their sort of sense of humor um in a way that i couldn't imagine them going through with any other but it is a strange take from sony uh to decide to stick with twisted metal rather than going after the god of war series or i mean i guess we have last of us coming around the corner um Mm -hmm. and so it's a weird weird decision uh but what is
1: your second article So my second article, you also made mention of Mm. Nintendo Direct. Yes. Last week, we have announced (laughs) to the disdain of (laughs) the internet. uh, I think it's a little overblown. By a little, I mean a lot overblown. Oh, sure. But it was just the pairing of the announcement uh, with Eiji Onuma being like, hey, we know everyone really wants to know about Breath of the Wild 2. We'll have information about that later. Yep. I, that was a death blow. That was just a punch in the gut to a lot of people. And I get. I get it. It wasn't to me. I expected that. Honestly, anyone yeah. thinking that game was going to come out this half of the year, misguided. Like, yes. Yeah. The ambition they have with that, sure, probably same island, roughly island line mass they've talked about and confirmed, um, and probably in some ways just iterating upon what Breath of the Wild was with tweaks here or there, but like also a pandemic hit last year and yeah. japan was hit really hard right uh nintendo all their games that's part of why a lot of the games got pushed out and how they did was because of the pandemic which is still ongoing <laughs> <We'll> remind people <laughs> 2021 didn't end the pandemic yes uh, right but but uh they're still on track to from release information later on but they announced skyward sword hd because of course they were going to that's the next one right they've already done wind waker hd and twilight princess hd now i do wish that those will come to uh the switch because i would love to replay them again but i have other means to replay those which i will be doing with draft punks this year actually we'll be playing through in the <laughs> hyrule historia official timeline order oh, uh playing gosh. through all of um uh, all of the Zelda games and it's just kind of funny because the first one I'm going to be starting with obviously is Skyward Sword I bounced off Skyward Sword
0: hmm. because yeah
1: of, I mean I did too because of feet uh, and how bad the pacing was early on mm-hmm. uh, it was the most uh, trope ridden of the Zelda games of like bad intro- like badly paced introductions and uh, I got through like to a third of the game I was like I just can't keep doing this yeah, I can't be interrupted every damn time I pick up a rupee. I can't be told every time my battery is low by fee, like pausing com- mid-combat <laughs> to let me know. Like So they announced Skyward Sword HD. Uh, and one of the really cool things, uh, there's also going to be the limited edition or the collector's edition Skyward Sword Switch Joy-Cons, which went up for pre-order day, instantly pre-ordered. They were almost immediately gone. So I'm glad I got that when I did uh because those are incredibly gorgeous Uh, yeah the the uh the shields they're they're like are they purple um so they they reflect the color schemes and iconography from both the master sword and the Highland shield okay sweet it's beautiful how much did they cost 80 bucks standard price roughly that's not too bad yeah that's not bad at all for no but the, uh, the hard part was getting them in time but a really cool thing is that the game is going to include both motion controls with the joy cons no surprise there but the benefit is there's no Wii sensor uh, okay required and also there will be the option to just use joystick input um like an analog input for link's uh, combat like the sword swipes and everything because that game was built around motion controls right so that um, they yeah. are offering the analog yeah so you can just like swipe down uh pull down on the joy con- or the joystick right stick and because there's no camera control in that game other than z target oh, which crazy. is i know so that, crazy to me that's the one of the funny things man ocarina of time no camera control just had z targeting uh and it's yeah it's a of a generation for yeah sure. and for that's sure. part of what yeah. felt so bad about skyward swords like
0: how'd you take it, a step back
1: like yeah go from shadow of the colossus control the camera like this and like can't control it at all they were too adherent, adherent to tradition but because of that like they mentioned in the direct it wouldn't be breath of the wild wouldn't be what it is without skyward sword
0: absolutely uh, yeah and that so, is that is confirmed for later this year uh did they well, get a I date? 15th july
1: 15th <laughs> 15th or 16th uh july 16th
0: okay and so maybe they're making some room in the latter half of the year um and they right. you know just saving some space and this summer they'll do because i know uh I, I believe you know it is the beginning of the zelda celebration perhaps um
1: yeah maybe they were kicking off like it starts at like february 21st roughly which is where it all that's the anniversary date, but yeah, I'll probably pick it up and replay it. We'll see like next year or something. Just after I've burned myself out on all the Zelda games, that's going to be, a,
0: a, it will be. So wouldn't that be the first one, right?
1: Yes, exactly. That's what, so that's, what's funny is like they announced it right as I'm about to start doing this. And I'm not like, I wanted to do it this start of this month um, or it's starting this month and mm-hmm. or early March. And Sure enough, like July is like, well, that'll be cool, but I'll play it later. I'll play that version later.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Um, If you come back to it. Well, I'm sure we will. Well,
1: that's that's the thing is that's what I'm most interested in is to see what changes the HD version has. Because every like remaster version they've had for like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker and uh, Twilight Princess versions, they have modified the game in such a way to make the more tedious aspects of it better if that Mm -hmm. has to be like number one bullet is please stop telling me what a one ruby does every time i load back into the game i don't need you to do that
0: and it is so uh it's strange that that stuff wasn't necessarily pointed out during the nintendo direct like that would be i mean and again we're talking nintendo here they're out of touch famously with their fans in a way and so maybe they aren't entirely aware that that is such a sticking point they have uh, that, to be right and so it's like you would think that would be mess part of their messaging right out the gate
1: but possibly they might be reserving that for like a pre skyward sword hd direct and then yeah. like maybe using that as a uh piggybacking off of that to have more information about zelda titles in the future who knows that's true there are possibilities. I wouldn't count it out just yet, but yeah. If they release that game in an exact it, basically its exact same state like that, what a whiff. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: would be really rough. Really? Um, and they'll and I'll pay 60 bucks for it.
1: Uh- <laughs> Everyone will, because it's Nintendo.
0: Yep. So uh going on, uh it, this is sort of it's good. It relates back to what you are talking about with the Joy-Cons in that. There's a little company, uh, and by little it's probably a pretty big startup at this point. Um, they do handhelds. They're called analog. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Analog pocket gaming handhelds. Uh, they are putting out their most recent uh, pocket analog called the Analog Pocket, which mm-hmm. emulates a, uh, a wide variety of different Game Boy games. Um, and I think it can do Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP, which also played the Advance. So, uh, yeah, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Game Gear, a bunch of different ones, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. They went on sale, and just like any other system or any really awesome gadget that has come out in this past year, they immediately were bought up by scalpers. Uh, So this new release that they're going to have out for the 2021 pre-orders is that they're giving bot protection and that's sort of like the big part of this story to me that's really interesting is that they are working actively with ebay they're working actively um, with filters and they're trying to shut down the bot market as best as they can um in a way that i haven't seen from a bunch of other companies uh like
1: Sony or uh, Microsoft? Specifically, yeah. Specifically <laughs> it's, Sony it's and bad. Microsoft
0: are, hey, if, if our consoles are being sold, they're being sold. And that's all that matters to us. We're uh-huh. getting uh, shipments out there. And so Analog is actively saying we are going to be fighting these the scalpers. We are going to be taking down their listings. We're going to be making sure that, uh, that bots are uh, filtered out and human scalpers are punished and chased down. And that sort of thing and it's just such a good move on their part, not only in terms of the – it's not just smart, obviously, for the market in and of itself. And it's a breath of fresh air sort of thing for someone to actually come out and say. Right. But it's also very smart in their own marketing, right? Yeah. Uh, That's a selling point. You can actually acquire this. (laughs) Yeah. You can buy it yourself for actual retail price and not $500 higher.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, and you were saying earlier that you sort of also lucked out in the PS5, and well, probably not even lucked out. I'm sure you were. Following oh, I totally Warriors lucked
1: 64. out. Uh, I mean, but yeah, it, but like that's the thing is, everyone knew to follow Warriors '64 at that time. That's true. That's true. But it was just a matter of being patient. I waited. I started once the PlayStation Five preorders were going up. Um, I turned on notifications of i was 64 because i knew that as a resource and yeah. then within three days of their uh, announcements of potentials um i got one through uh following it and like was i locked out i only could pick the disc version but it was fine i wasn't worried about which version i got i just got one that's yeah that's really cool to know though that they're making an active effort to Fight back against that because it is an issue, especially for collectors, items, things of that nature. Yeah, uh, and Analog makes excellent stuff. uh There are co- console ones for like, there's one I think for like the SNES. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was like modif- modifiable to some extent. It could incorporate like, I forget it was like Sega stuff as well potentially. Um, but yeah, they make great products, and that's awesome to hear. Yeah,
0: and it it really is like a beautiful, very slick looking handheld. And I would say it's probably about the size of an original Game Boy Color, uh, a little bit thinner. Oh, then
1: why buy one? Um, so it's not yeah. going to maintain that integrity of the original
0: <laughs> i want the i want the real like the original game boy game boy that you could
1: kill uh, someone with that thing man <laughs> yeah.
0: you drop it off a building and it's going to make a dent in the ground you don't
1: have to drop it off a building you can throw it from two feet away <laughs> yeah. Kill someone.
0: yeah they're it's they're a doing brick. a lot of work in order to make sure that uh just your individual person doesn't have to do research and follow every single uh you know update on that it's in stock. And I'm sure we still will. It, the, there is going to still be that issue. And of course, they're not going to be perfect in terms of filtering it all out. But it is a step forward that Sony and Microsoft could really use, uh, you know, taking taking notes from. Totally. Uh, yeah. And
1: I, I hope this becomes a beacon for those other uh, manufacturers and marketers in the industry to like, yo, there are people out there that like have, robots on their side to buy before people are physically capable of yeah like. i can't click
0: as fast as
1: these robots <laughs> they're de- they're also ddosing the site to an extent that they can get through and we can't like yeah that's true. yeah how did you not see this
0: all right well what is your uh final one i believe at this point
1: well speaking of something that sony might not have seen coming uh, hmm. apparently the p much like nintendo the ps5 dual sense controller has drift uh, and with yeah. that is a potential class action lawsuit that has been filed uh welcome su- to nintendo life you're right uh, <laughs> yeah right it's uh it's kind of an over but so Yeah, the suit is, uh, it's a U.S. law firm, uh, has, what is it, Uh, Chemicals, Schwartz, Krenner, and Donaldson Smith L.P., mouthful, Uh, have followed the class action lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, Uh, and they're they claiming it's unlawful deceptive fraudulent and unfair as part oh, of making their case God. for this defective product essentially it's a defect that results in characters and gameplay moving on the sc- uh, screen so basically just yeah it was they were misrepresenting their product uh and like it's to some extent like i'm a mo- I'm a little disappointed that more so, and not, but just not surprised in this lawsuit coming up because yeah, basically one got filed against Nintendo, so like yeah, 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 it's setting a precedent. That's how these types of uh, class action lawsuits work: is precedent set, and so they people abuse it. So, yeah, it. I'm not surprised that the controller has that necessarily because like it's a godsend that these even got shipped this year.
0: Yeah yeah and again it I, is it is development under insane probably crunch it's development under pressure
1: as yeah um, as someone that works in a medical facility that has production assembly lines that has endured all this through the, the pandemic and like yeah it's a lot of work
0: and was there a payout for the nintendo one that you remember i i don't know if i don't know, know if it was resolved. ever
1: settled honestly yeah i can't recall um Based off of this, I get the impression that there was a settlement made basically that Neto, Nintendo solidified or like yeah. paid out. I, I don't want to like libel or uh, oh, speak incorrectly, correctly. So <laughs> this is just my um, understanding based on the information I have. I'm not looking it up Um trying to prevent looking up other details
0: yeah absolutely for
1: ver- veracity's sake for our, our uh the format but yeah yeah um
0: and i wonder too uh, if we're gonna see these controllers actually last through the rest of this next year uh beyond the uh the joy the joy-con drift that's just so synonymous right now yeah yeah um, that's, that's absolutely but without this analog stick drift like are these triggers going to hold up will the haptic feedback and the uh sort of hd rumble style yeah is that going to just go out over time
1: is that probably. really going to stick around for five years or whatever however long your console would last probably i mean who has a playstation 4 controller at, like from launch yeah and tries to use that thing on anything other than almost constantly plugged in because that <laughs> battery life is trash but that is it is worth saying these are this is a launch window product Mm. early adopters of these launch uh launch releases they're gonna have like launch consoles launch controllers odd stuff yep they're gonna have those hiccups that get ironed out over the course of the generation so we'll probably have these first ones crap out yeah like you said probably the next year or two I, I have a, like, I would put money down beyond like a Twitch subscription <laughs> that we probably uh, have. Mine would probably crap out soon, or at least within the next year or two.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, my final article um, is it's a doozy, oh. but Konami has out, not outsourced, but they are allowing other companies to come in and develop under some of their long-held and long-guarded IP um, that, of course, has been unused for the past few years, uh, and they are allowing Bloober Team, the developers behind Blair Witch, Observer, uh, and, of course, the recently released uh, The Medium, they are allowing them to create the next uh, Silent Hill game. Really? And it is coming out with this. I it is they are allowing multiple projects under the Silent Hill name. Uh, but Bloober Team is one of the multiple projects. And now uh if you've played Observer or uh of course Layers of Fear, it has that first person uh they, they usually stick with that first person perspective. Right, right. But the medium released recently. Went with that third person old school Silent Hill feel, and I did you play The Medium at all? I, I so
1: far I have, have play. played um, probably two three hours of it, uh, okay. just because there's been so much coming out. I I, uh, I have Game Pass on PC and wanted to check it out because mm-hmm. it looks so akin to Silent Hill, correct? Uh, yeah. In its in its design and yeah, it, like you could totally tell they were I mean that was part of the marketing materials like they, they wanted to evoke the sense of silent hill.
0: hmm And which it is had a selling the, point for me. It had the uh the composer from Silent Hill, right? Yeah, Akira Yamaoka. And that's Yama, just, Yamaoka. That's so cool that they're able to also be able to get the uh the composer and really pay true homage to uh the game that it's inspired by. And so for them to be awarded the use of the Silent Hill name and uh i mean that's a big honor obviously and mm-hmm. it's something that is uh, incredibly impressive and i think i think fairly well deserved uh now supermassive had been in talks and they created of course until dawn and they have recently mm-hmm. been doing the not the man of medan series that was one of the games dark pictures anthology right right um and that also has this sort of Fixed camera angle feel, but it's not, it's more in the choices that you make throughout the game. Um, and I know, I don't know if you played their most recent version, the one that was set in a small American town. Um, and I can't think of what that one was called, but uh, I feel like they would have been a good fit, but uh, Bloober Team is better, in my opinion. I think that was the right. Well,
1: yeah, so I, I think until dawn incredible game uh, i think part of what's great about until dawn is it leans into the campiness yes of its genre that it's inspired by and is self-aware in that way of like you're it's full of the slasher tropes uh and, and all the, the fun things that make horror movies and games and all that fun but like it's aware of the fact that it's just cheesy and yeah. it's it's a good time bloober team is more there is a like it feels like there's more of a degree of sincerity and earnestness in the games that they're making and mm-hmm. being scary uh and like unsettling so it would naturally make sense like the conclusion you could draw is konami's not making these games anymore Blueber team clearly is wanting to why not pair the two
0: yeah exactly award them and you know that they'll do a good job and they're gonna pay good homage to it Um, and so it's it's a it's a very good fit Uh, and i hope bloober team is still able to continue on like i would love to see more in the observer universe um and stuff like that so i hope that they have multiple teams but i would assume that once you're given the go-ahead on a project like this it's all in you're gonna forget about and it's still a smaller team, right? They don't exactly have the resources to yeah. put into multiple projects, even though I believe uh, the medium and layers of fear two were, uh, no, Blair Witch were fairly close. Uh, and so maybe they do have multiple teams that could work on it. Yeah,
1: that wouldn't be too surprising to have in the kind of the, the typical rotating release uh, teams as pretty yeah. common. Yeah. Uh,
0: But I'm really curious to see what we hear more from. And again, there are more projects in the works. Uh, There's more. They're sort of, I don't know how much of their IP they're actually really handing out, but we obviously didn't get that Metal Gear revival that everyone was uh, assuming was coming from Bluepoint. We haven't heard anything about that. And so I wonder if they're going to be heading in that direction or they found another company.
1: I I really hope so they do something because I would love more Metal Gear. Well, I'm fine with Metal Gear being over, honestly. It's yeah. Castlevania I want more of. Oh, okay. And that's another one I want them to... They haven't made a good Castlevania game in a long time. That's what I was uh, going to
0: say. So would you think... I mean, would now that their Konami is sort of releasing this name, I mean, would you just want more Bloodstained or would you want that company to... Maybe go back to the Castlevania name and mine
1: there a little bit more. Uh, That's that's a hard thing to pick because Castlevania does have so much importance in my heart. As since I was a kid, like playing original Castlevania on the NES, like with my dad. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love more Castlevania. So long as they maintained, like, I I don't know what you would do, but you'd need to get in the right hands to make something like innovate on the on the genre a little bit which is what bloodstains done but yeah like i'll tell you how they they should innovate they should go 3d that would be look (laughs) i was asked to be on here as a courtesy (laughs) (laughs) signing up now no i mean honestly like if they could do it cool Yeah, Uh, yeah i'm not opposed to it it's just i always will try like something that is 2d will always catch my attention first Right, right. Cool. Hollow Knight instantly was sold. Stuff like that. I'm instantly going to try to play that first and seek it out. Cyber Shadow just came out this past month. Yes, of course I'm going to play that. So we'll see.
0: That comes to the end of our article section.
1: So yes, we sir. each have
0: our three articles. I do this every time, by the way. Um, <laughs> I forget good. the first one. Um, oh, I totally so, get it. And so I know that it was the Nintendo... Oh, no. I, see, I remember diablo 2 resurrected uh coming to all consoles uh or all, all systems um mm-hmm. uh, you had the nintendo direct announcing skyward sword hd and their uh and sort of losing some of their the hype that they had built up and of course the internet sort yeah. of building its own hype uh as was expected yeah exactly as, as the internet does and then uh For the third one, I was going to say Konami, and now I'm getting lost in what your third one was. I remember the first one, and I got really, really... was was Sony DualSense. Sony DualSense, the lawsuit uh, for their own analog drift, which again, Mm -hmm. we can kind of expect in the first round, and is a lawsuit really necessary here? But I think it does come down to Sony's reaction and trouble with replacing them, or repairing them, Mm. um but uh go ahead if you uh if you can remember my three
1: yeah so first up at the top of the list we had twisted metal television series with uh i don't recall exactly who but we had people uh attached to the deadpool project yes. uh, and so yeah that's in the works i guess <laughs> <laughs> um sure Then we had, second up, we had the analog handheld, uh, making strides and efforts to mitigate uh, bot buyout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we'll see how successful that ultimately ends up being. But uh, hopefully, hopefully they uh, fight the good fight. Uh, And then number three, we had, okay, now I'm blanking. Why did I just blank? Konami konami yes yes so we had konami passing the torch of silent hill to bloober team known for the medium the most recent xbox uh, series x exclusive
0: yeah that would be a weird one (laughs)
1: uh, yeah yeah and uh, potentially more to follow suit through other teams with their beloved franchises absolutely and that's all three and so what we're going to do next
0: is uh, I guess I can bet on yours first we can do the reveal or we can I'll bet on yours you bet on mine then we reveal. I think it would be more exciting to bet than reveal um, and yeah, then yeah, totally and reveal uh, I agree so for your three I know that all three of them are semi- true and so what I'm trying to figure out is which one is has that little untruth. That just. Where's knows, the lie? Where's I don't know the what you're talking in about. These, <laughs> and which one of these has that little extra bit? And what I think it is, is I think Diablo 2 Resurrected is not coming to the Switch or it's not getting the crossplay. So I'm going to say, uh, not crossplay, uh, cross save. So I'm going to say it is the Diablo 2 uh, article. And I think it's gonna be based around the idea that it's not actually gonna get cross safe and i'm I'm not confident in this at all <laughs> uh I feel like all three of your articles are very realistic and they're very at the very least similar to something that I've seen in the news or talked about recently hmm. uh, and so it's hard to pick out which one is has that little lie but playing the shell game with you it's so, <laughs> yeah it's so difficult uh I'm gonna go with diablo and i'm gonna say ten dollars ten dollars final answer i'm gonna yeah i
1: gotta stick with my gut that was what i learned in school okay so with mine i am all right the jig's up i know it's number three (laughs) (laughs) i figured (laughs) Uh, i well only because i know that bloober team was not confirmed yeah see that was i I tried to do the actual little lie too yeah and that that's smart that's a because their name was associated with it correct um but my bet was going to be for a twitch subscription um to your twitch channel uh hey hey. and a a gift sub as well hey sweet to one of the followers uh should you be at affiliate gift that out uh so let's see that's my guess
0: so I guess I kind of already
1: yeah I mean you nailed it. <laughs> like so you... I will say you got the right one but for the wrong reasons. Really? Really? All that information cross uh, cross save true. Nintendo oh, Switch true. It is not based on is not utilizing the Diablo 3 engine. <laughs> it's not? No. I completely made that up only because so it was funny when I first saw that i was watching the comparison i was like that looks a little bit like yes. diablo 3
0: see i thought that was a given because whenever i watched the right. trailer, that's exactly what i thought i was like oh yeah right diablo into. <laughs> that wasn't true though oh my god but you still got it correct hey i'll take it but i think because of the half truth i'll do I'll, I'll still do the sub on the uh for the i uh, mean i'll still give you the sub we both we both lost and we both <laughs> right, won right the uh,
1: gentlemen's agreement
0: <laughs> Konami coming through and actually at least talking
1: about allowing other companies to use their uh, IP yeah. is,
0: is really exciting. I'm it's curious. you're
1: only at a disadvantage because I, Silent Hill is one of my favorite. Silent Hill 2 is also one of my favorite games of all time. I, and seeing them like potentially give Silent Hill out, I was. Yeah, once I heard I was like, OK, any information I can get. I I like Blue <laughs> Routine for what they do, but no. <laughs> so earlier i brought up the
0: idea of being in the ps Premier, uh in the ps Premier discord mm. especially for their news but i did remember like as i was talking about the konami uh or about that article i was like wait a second you were just in there talking to seb about how much you love silent hill and how much yeah we need. had like a <laughs> two hour
1: long conversation and via text of like yo remember silent hill <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely caught on to me it was like well At, that one's out but oh well it's okay that was a honestly really smart pick and yeah konami really needs to have someone to make the game they're done i'm sorry they're done
0: they don't have it anymore what was that last one contra it was just oh, oh that was it they're, they're gonna go out on contra rogue um, core yeah yeah Ugh. so that is gonna be the end of our news section whenever we get back from break we're gonna be jumping into a little bit of Valheim talk yeah uh some curse uh curse of the dead gods right Mm -hmm. i'm really curious to see what this uh what i am now dubbing i don't know if you've heard this phrase before but i'm coming up with it right now a hades like uh i I, it's it's a new thing i just came up with it i just came up
1: with hades killer though oh
0: what about a hades like killer a Hades, like, it's actually going to kill the entire Hades genre. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and just but we are going to be moving into discussions about those. And so we really appreciate everyone hanging out, giving us a listen, and we will see you in a moment. Okay, welcome back. I'm still here with Rob. Hi. And we are now going to be getting into a couple of the games that we're playing. Uh, And after we talk about the first few and we talk about uh, the Nintendo Direct and BlizzCon a little bit, we will be getting into a big Valheim talk. Uh,
1: meaty gathering around the hearth. And what is it? Skull? Skull.
0: Skull. (laughs) Skull. So we will be getting into some of the Valheim talk in a little bit, but for now... Rob, you have been playing on the Discord, or the Discord, the DraftPunks Twitch channel. Uh, earlier today, you were even playing yeah, uh, Curse of the Dead Gods.
1: Yes, indeed. So uh, in listening to your top 10 episode, or not your top 10 episode, but the episode featuring Greg Griffith of Level Zero, uh, yes. where after you did your your articles, then talked about your top 10s, uh, and you know Hades made it to the top of two people's lists it was my yep. number 1 last year um and uh it uh it kind of hit the world by storm uh, i was a yes. big fan of Hades but Hades is a at its at its core a roguelite that is about exploring different like semi randomly generated areas that you're going through uh with these different iterations of uh like boons that you can pick and upgrade these weapons on your run and so on and so forth mm-hmm. uh for the i mean y'all have talked about it. i'm sure people here have listened to it and familiar with it but so there are other games in that genre and this one in particular Chris the dead gods is of a similar perspective it's like a, a top-down isometric um like yeah a th- isometric viewpoint of this like Tomb Excavator, Tunnel Traveler, Temple okay. Explorer guy that wanders into this temple, uh, and then you are given uh to start very little other than like, okay, here are a couple base weapons. You have a main weapon, secondary weapon, uh like a sword, pistol, maybe, or like throwing knives and a shield. Um, but you can change your weapons midway through, and there are three types: there's main weapon, secondary weapon, and your two-handed weapon 2 hand weapon could be a bow could be a like a maul could be Hmm. a spear uh, things like that and there are different variations of that like move set that have like okay this is a spear but this this particular spear that you can unlock through one of the three currencies that that persists uh there's skulls rings and blood emblems i think um you can unlock basically uh other potential weapons to spawn at the start of a run or throughout the course of a run uh, okay so you pick up you get these weapons and then it's really interesting because it's got this the combat's great like the combat's got a really great um combo system and you can kind of synergize weapons together like at the last one of the last runs i was doing uh i was using some was it a claw like a one-handed claw with poison as well as my offhand daggers and so the claw and the daggers were very nimble and quick and slashy and jumping around and like they're designed with their attack moves like they have uh, invincibility frames uh based on when you do a certain attack so if like Mm -hmm. you were swiping a couple times with your let's say your claws and then you combo finished with your your dagger you will do a swipe and jump backward so then you can jump out of the way of an attack possibly while it's still swiping them while the claw also has like a charge attack where you dash forward behind the enemy and turn around and swipe them in the back. So then okay. you start getting these charge attacks, regular attacks, finishers. And so you start seeing like the complexity of that is, I will say this game is much more strategic in its yeah. design with the combat and also the map choicing, uh, like the plotting and pathing is... A little bit more different. Uh, it's, it's visible to you uh, basically at all times. Um, and and oh. very similar to, like almost identical to Slay the Spire. You can see on your run what you'll have before you. So you can start strategizing. Okay, I know I've got a healing thing coming soon. I can be a little bit more risky with this. Uh, but even the con like just in that meta layer, but even the combat itself has got so much depth to it and parrying feels so satisfying when you pull it off because you just knock an enemy back their armor is sundered essentially and so you can deal more damage to them uh and you start getting these flows and weapon synergies abilities on those weapons synergy synergizing it's it's really good and it goes 1.0 tomorrow
0: so uh that'll be yesterday 223 right
1: okay yeah so 223 it is releasing on steam in 1.0 out of early access Sweet. and then playstation 4 xbox 1 and nintendo switch
0: okay so there's not going to be a uh, current gen i guess you would call it release yet but i'm so sure I'm that
1: so in that stream i asked someone for uh, was a um give me one sec i'm sorry uh no no Uh, it's a little bit uh barley barely kuda uh was in our chat and uh they run they are part of the official discord and they uh they moderate it uh they're one of the moderators at least and they were super helpful at just providing Mm -hmm. detailed information for certain things offering advice for like try these weapons out Uh, but they mentioned i asked them specifically like if they had any current gen or next gen upgrades potentially and they said nothing announced Hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean no, but it's so far nothing. Yeah,
0: yeah, they don't necessarily. They're they're trying to get to one right now, and then the other totally. yeah, stuff will come down. It's a line, small team. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I think it, so. I'm really excited about from what you're talking about the, especially the combo system and being able to switch up the weapons on the fly. Yeah, uh, and having sort of the combo of weapons rather than just whatever you take in with you on that run. Right, uh, which it is still. Is it whatever you take in with you on the run in terms of your combination of weapons, or you'll pick up? You can more pick along up the way, right?
1: anything really. Okay, you could like okay. start with a sword and shield, and then find a claw and dagger scattered throughout your run,
0: and you can still choose to. Yep, move beyond that, right? Like I don't need to pick up that you, yes. weapon as I come. Yes,
1: so up it's a good thing you asked because yes, if you choose to, let's say an offering is provided, like a weapon or an attribute or something, you can choose to forego taking it with you and are rewarded for doing so. Slightly, like sometimes you might get four percent of your health back uh just by not picking up something you didn't need, or like maybe you lose a little bit of corruption. So that's the other, the last thing where the curse ties in. Uh, is so every chamber you get when you enter through it you get corruption it's mm-hmm. a purple meter in the bottom right hand corner that goes to 100 and when you get to 100 you get a curse and you can get five total curses uh, the last one being pretty rough um let's just say you're kind of on a time timeline uh to finish but so there could be random different things of like okay every time you get hit your hud disappears the color scheme goes monochromatic and the sound is deafened somewhat so for like 10 seconds so you don't know how much health you have you keep taking hits you could be in a bad way fast uh, yeah. or like uh your torch no longer emits light so there's light and dark and you can like you want to battle in the light and take more damage there there're more really nuances cool. to that but i i want to leave some of that to be yeah. found for the player right um, part of the I mean,
0: great one of the great aspects of these kinds yeah. of games is discovering in every run and repeating and repeating exactly.
1: until you get that right. Rewarding that sense of exploration absolutely. But yeah, it's I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with this game like hey like there are things it does that I like over Hades. There are things that Hades does that I like over it. Uh but right. the story isn't definitely is definitely not going to be as significant here uh comparatively, okay. but there's still <clears throat> there's lore uh, yeah. to be sure there is a bestiary with information that details like enemies after you kill them so many times like this is kind of what these enemies are like and kind of their like a descriptor about flavor yeah
0: so did they uh, is there some sort of progression between runs as well sort of like whenever you're talking about the the lore especially or the story does the story progress between runs
1: as far like as that? story goes I don't know uh, like okay. the, the information you gather upon enemy defeats or uh, kills. Right. Yeah. That persists in your bestiary, but there is persistent progression, uh, which make does make this then a, like a rogue light. Um, right where so you get the skulls persist upon death your the jade rings and then the blood emblems so skulls buy things like different blessings that give you modifiers like the corruption i mentioned before caps at 100 one blessing is okay it's raised to 120 now so you have a little bit more leniency on this or this is you start the game with this much in this stat which benefits like your damage and or this one you start with like a thousand gold So you can Hmm. buy something down the line. So you can start mixing mixing and matching different builds, essentially. Uh, And like the Jade Rings buy weapons that you unlock potentially for future runs, stuff like that. Okay. So there's there's depth to it. There is progression. So you're always moving forward in some respect. It's got challenge. It is not an easy game. But it is so much fun and so satisfying to play.
0: And how much is it going to be whenever it releases, uh, Uh. I guess, yesterday or tomorrow from time of recording?
1: i am uncertain if the price i think the price is raising up a little bit uh okay. but the i think i got it for twenty dollars that's um, not bad i mean that's... it's between 20 25 probably okay and that's uh
0: that's around what hades was at launch and yeah. uh and i think that's a perfect price for a game like this and i mean if you're talking about again if you're talking uh like the re- replayability Totally. these games is immense and almost infinite uh yeah so it, it i know time doesn't equate to value um but it does it, it is kind of nice to know that you're getting a really solid game uh for that 20 dollars. absolutely um and so that's really cool uh all right well our next we were going to get into the uh, Nintendo Direct I know you also had another little game that uh is coming out which man you got to love the names uh this is the developer <laughs> of project or of o- Octopath Traveler
1: I mean you were right too it was originally project Octopath Traveler
0: oh it was right In working title and so i wonder if they're going to keep this one this is uh called what again
1: project triangle strategy working title <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if they triangle keep <laughs>
0: Triangle strategy. I've I've
1: been uh referring to it as octa triangular.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, it won't <laughs> change anything
1: because uh, it just because their names are so fun. It's silly. Um, yeah. So this was announced in Nintendo Direct and instantly caught my attention because Octopath Traveler is a really cool game, it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was harkening back to something akin to like Final Fantasy four, five, or six. In its sensibilities of like a traditional JRPG, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: turn-based combat, the whole nines. uh, A little fragmented in the story. Took a little bit. The pacing was kind of bad with the exposition and finding eight people doing eight introductions. uh, Kind of goes on too long. Uh, But this is so there is a lot of exposition this demo has because it is taking place. Oh yeah, and I guess we
0: should say that there is a demo available. Yes. On the Nintendo eShop currently. Absolutely. For Project Triangle Strategy Octo. Eight,
1: <laughs> Absolutely. eight triangles.
0: Uh, Absolutely. And so there is, uh, so you've been playing the demo.
1: Yes, I played, so the day it came out, I downloaded it and then did the first battle, streamed it because uh, I wanted to see what it was like. It's a long battle, but there's also, it's just, there was a lot of exposition mm-hmm. uh, and not everyone's going to be here for it, but it will say this in its favor it did not feel fragmented from the bit that it played granted isolated section and sent like maybe not middle but like maybe first quarter Mm -hmm. um uh where some of the groundwork was laid out uh but interesting like political intrigue uh warring factions like you know original world uh really interesting stuff potentially but I was intrigued by the story in and of itself it seemed cool, but what we're really here for is, okay. Did you ever play final fantasy tactics? I have played.
0: 1? I have, uh, speaking of which we just found a PlayStation one in the move, but,
1: nice.
0: uh, the, we, I never picked it up besides through emulation. Uh, and that was just a little bit of it, but All I right. think I got into one of the combats, uh, scenarios and it, it was a little too slow for me and you know yeah. this was like last year right, um right, right. and so there have been other strategy games since then but uh go ahead yeah, yeah yeah
1: so it i will say this it feels a lot like both in its appearance because it's got that as they're calling it the hd2d yeah, yeah, yeah it looks like i mean it's beautiful it's like little pixelated dioramas uh but this one in particular you couldn't do this in octopath traveler but in this one you can basically free move the camera because you need to because it's a nice. tactics game. Um, at least you can angle it. Excuse me. Uh, as you need. So yeah, I did the first battle uh, and it it is a tactics, like a strategy game. And so the it is going to be time consuming and like there is the potential for you to have like analysis paralysis and like okay i could do yeah. this but if i do this you know this chain of events might happen but this enemy's here and if i do this so like you start playing chess um with these beautiful pieces on the mm-hmm. board that have like distinct job systems uh like the each of the jobs the characters feel distinct they have like the archetypical healer class your shield class like your your blocker your casters like your ice caster your fire caster um and you had like i think it was nine people on the field at once and your goal was to get like just dis- eliminate the enemies on this bridge flip us but like interact with the world by flipping a switch in combat um there's hmm. one of the mechanisms with which you can interact mid-fight and then the gate opens up and you have to get to the portcullis opens up and you have to get to on the bridge to the contingency was get to this point with enemies cleared so that way you can get onto the boat to escape
0: okay and so you still had to clear the enemies yes before that
1: in this particular instance that was one of the the terms yeah okay uh and was a really fun fight um and then throughout that there are like like there's an overworld map that you have like these little nodes that like indicate this is an important event like go talk to this person then you have green ones that are like side events uh like influencing the lore a little bit and the world building and stuff cool stuff going on there i was intrigued Uh, but then there was a second battle that takes place at a like a defense you basically it's not a tower defense or anything but you had like enemies coming in and you had to Ward off their advance against a very powerful foe, and utilize the terrain effectively, and calculatedly to overcome the odds. Okay, uh, and, and it, it does a good job, at, like tutorializing. Okay, these are kind of how this this map will interact. This is how this like that gives you a quick tutorial of, um, of interacting with it once and seeing visibly what it will do, and then showing you okay and it, like it's really good at informing you of like what the grid is going to be impacted by doing something like this uh it's so it's, it's
0: sort of got that um uh into the breach sort of
1: uh where uh, they will
0: let you know exactly what you're doing or is do you think it's so just more that. the tutorial
1: so into the breach is really good about like turn to turn you know exactly yeah. what the enemy has intended to do this is not so much right. okay. that where it will at least the tutorial is like okay this is a different mechanic we want to make sure you understand or are familiar with as a potential means to overcome your odds throughout the entire fight okay it is up to you to get them in position to utilize the terrain this way and the environmental interactables that way but um at least this is like it will show you if you highlight that that item okay this is the field of impact this will have should i choose to use it yeah at my discretion which is good like it's it's, it should be what i think is like foundational to a good strategy game and so it's got like final fantasy tactics a little bit of fire emblem to it um yeah i was thinking uh, well i mean final
0: fantasy tactics also had the the jobs and the specific uh but you know of course fire emblem really leans into that uh and you have sort of the individual Characters that you really yeah. sort of grow to love in terms of finding out what or and finding and pushing them forward in specific jobs. Um, and right. does this have named characters still yes. like Octopath? Is, is there permanent
1: death? Do you know? I so that I don't know so far. Um, I what there as far as like settings in the demo when it was basic, okay, does cursor remember where go? like does it have cursor have memory based on last pick type of thing uh but really it was just like camera setting yeah that's all it was for the demo camera settings which was just the inverted or regular for horizontal and vertical Mm -hmm. uh and then audio settings just music voice and sound effects that's it so there could be like settings potentially that are like casual or regular for like fire emblem with the People dying being permanent. I have a feeling it won't be, but there that might be a difficulty setting slider that like death is permanent, which would be yeah. cool. Like to to pro- provide that for people who want it,
0: right? And I think that's such a big part, at least for like the fire fire emblem crowd for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that would be. I i hope that they implement it. Like you said, that would be really really neat for people. Um, what do you think about the characters so far? Are they distinct enough? I know you said it was a little bit exposition-y, but not, not quite on the Octopath level. Um, are the characters, in terms of both their jobs, but also their personalities, distinct?
1: Yeah, I think so, so far. Uh, I mean, they, some definitely lean into the uh, the tropes of like fantasy genre and JRPG genre. Yeah. But uh they are defined they're defined characters uh they have personalities some more prevalent and prominent than others but Mm. there's so far there's a cast i'm interested in yeah Uh, and the combat felt great and like each character had a role to play in combat uh so it's nice to see uh where that can go
0: and you said it's nine on the field is so far uh are there nine characters or are there like 15 and you're choosing your nine?
1: So here's the thing. Um, the first battle is determined that you have, you are determined who you have to put at least maximum on the field. You can, if you want, um, when you're doing a unit placement, uh, remove units from the field. But okay. so in the second, after that first fight, like I'd mentioned, there were other, those little green nodes that I could go to. Uh, in doing so, that provided me opportunity to engage with other characters and have them join me. I just okay. didn't, I, I didn't include them in the next fight, but I totally could have. And Got one it. was like a shaman that could summon the rain, so like, you know, your wild magic kind of thing. Another was a different type of medic that leaned into item usage as opposed to just cure, like cure wounds type of thing. The one was just like you can use double items that double the distance and all that type of stuff
0: Hmm.
1: so yeah it looks like there's a variety to it
0: and again i like having the demo available that was something for me with octopath traveler is yeah i having that demo available and it did feel i think it was like one or two characters or i think three characters included in the demo yeah or at least like the first part of each of their stories that's right um the
1: first chapter
0: and then i uh yeah, like I was able to play through those and be like, ah, I love the aesthetic, but I'm not super big on the story and its pacing and stuff. So I stayed away from it. And of course, it being a Nintendo game, it has rarely ever dropped to a price where I was like, OK, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and invest in it. Um, and so it, it's nice having that demo out available now mm-hmm. on the e to be able to try it out because I do. I've been wanting a good strategy game. I got really into Wargroove.
1: Um, yeah i love war, war groove, groove is so loved...
0: good a lot of these same like ideas of course it's across the strategy genre but it fits a lot of what you're describing for this totally so that sounds
1: well i mean like war groove was essentially Advance wars three or four <laughs> yeah but exactly fantasy Advance wars and it's incredible uh yeah. it's it, yeah that game is so good i actually played that with one of my buddies out in new york or new jersey uh we'd have like an online game where we play together um just take turns at our leisure when we're able to it's
0: that's pretty cool that's a really cool idea for doing that
1: and it yeah they that works and it's like cross play i think but Uh, except for playstation i think is the only one not (sighs) available to do it
0: getting back into other news that maybe we're a little bit happier to talk about uh is some Valheim. uh it has taken over twitch and stream or steam uh top played they have recently capped, uh, or they have recently topped five hundred thousand concurrent players, which is the highest ever for a survival game, and it was the second highest uh, for its uh, for the day, right? Whenever it right, came right. On. Um And so, Valheim. For anyone who is unsure or doesn't know, it is a survival, uh, survival building. Game where it is set in a Viking age setting. Um, it's like
1: yeah, Viking purgatory.
0: Is that what what it's supposed to be? Is yeah, it like be- you
1: you served Odin, you were servants of Odin, uh, warriors of Odin, and then died, and then like oh. Odin's enemies came back, uh, and you're supposed to go out and kill Odin's foes again. Uh, so you're like yeah, w- semi resurrected viking okay guide. and so that's
0: what the the raven the whole time so yeah uh,
1: Hugin, one of the uh, ravens of odin uh Hugen and Muden is thought and memory okay uh hugan is thought oh,
0: that memory. makes a lot of sense <laughs> uh which acts as sort of your tutorial guide yeah, throughout, yeah and that it'll i guess remind you of uh it will tell you about what you can do with different elements uh what purposes various structures serve um and it'll guide you throughout but it is a survival game through and through but it does seem more on the like light end of it in that it's not so punishing whenever you die um right. you do lose everything uh you know return to your most recent bed or return to the starter um but it seems well, like the survival you, you
1: don't are, lose everything it is dropped on a corpse
0: yeah sorry sorry yeah and you can go back and you can always pick it up no matter
1: how many times you die, unlike Dark Souls.
0: Oh, okay. So I had been wondering that. I haven't died yeah. multiple times. Yeah, it's still that, there. Like, Okay, so even like three deaths ago, you can yep. still find it. <laughs> we found that out. That's really cool. <laughs> um, exploring the swamps. And so the the sort of sequence of events for the game is, of course, you punch your trees until you get the tool to cut down the trees. You use the trees to build a house. And you use these sort of footholds in the land to build more and explore more and to build more and explore more and but to me one of the most exciting hooks is and this is of course in other survival games is sort of the bosses they're able to go encounter summon and build up to fight uh yeah
1: it's a lot like terraria in that way yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah. uh and so recently i don't know well before we get into sort of the recent stuff that we have been doing both on our server or on your server really
1: it's it's, Um, no it's our server
0: (laughs) the uh what do you think of the game so far i know how many hours do you have if you were to check steam
1: if i were to check steam which i can do right now my hour count currently is at 84 hours oh Uh, my god
0: (laughs) maybe shouldn't have maybe shouldn't have checked i don't
1: care like that's a testament to the quality of this game yes yeah this game is so damn good oh wow um so i am not typically one for survival games i've made mention of a couple times within our server uh which had like right (laughs) while we're playing valheim we regularly talk about how much we like playing Valheim, (laughs) right um but like we will constantly remark on the little touches uh and that's part of i've talked with brian about it too is like he he'll you'll make note of something like oh that's a really cool detail i appreciate it it was like dude this game is filled with little things yes much like with i made mention with chris of the the dead gods like it's those little things that add up and so many more games these days are starting to recognize it's the little touches
0: right everyone's really go seen a long way everyone's seen the hooks and the broad strokes that come with again survival games and yeah a lot of these Euro-likes. ideas aren't new, but it is the right. moment-to-moment uh, interactions that are.
1: Yeah, and you made mention, it's a little bit more lenient uh, in regard yeah. to surviving. So you will never starve to death. You will never die of thirst. You don't have to drink water.
0: Which I love you, so much.
1: Yeah, that's. so there was a PC Gamer article that kind of broke it down. as like, why is Valheim so successful? What is it yeah. specifically about Valheim that is so engaging? um and part of they made they made an argument and i agree with them that part of it's like you don't starve to death so you can keep playing it takes out the tedium uh some of the stuff some people are here for that type of sim i get it but this is way more accessible and it's it's fun it's exciting it's mysterious it's rewarding and it's like had a, had a oh uh it, like not only that it's meditative
0: ooh yeah that is so, a really good murder for
1: that it's meditative like the music's good and when you start building and you're just chilling building a hut listening to the music and just it's relaxing yeah minecraft has similar appeal for sure but and like it, it's it's worth shouting out like the look of this game is interesting it's a really unique choice it's that
0: blend of like the uh voxel pixelated but on sort of this like early 2000s
1: yeah it's it's uh, low pixel low or sorry low resolution and low polygon count so yes. you have blocky figures and monsters and stuff from like PlayStation 1 um PlayStation 2 and, and like pixelated textures and stuff like that they're just really low quality but you have some of the most incredible lighting and reflective mm-hmm. work uh, that it, it just makes the game picturesque. And like, it's a it's a screenshot generator. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, yesterday,
0: uh, well, not yesterday, but the other day we were just sailing along the coast mm-hmm. and I took out my bow with some uh, fire arrows and started firing them off into the forest just for fun. And I think a fog had just rolled in, but just watching a fire arrow sail out into the fog disappear into the forest and you can watch it light up every tree as it goes by. Yeah. And it's just, it is one of those things, like you're saying earlier, that impressive touch that just makes it uh, all the more immersive whenever it, your arrow doesn't just disappear after 20 feet.
1: Right. Uh, right. And like there, there's obviously it's, so it's procedurally generated worlds. Uh, you can, it's up to 10 people on a server.
0: Oh, okay. So I was wondering about that. We had talked about that uh mm-hmm. Uh, max capacity but that is good to know that i mean a, a, for like a raid basically it's like okay we gotta have just 10 people on
1: um, we had yeah we had eight but, for the the raid against wow. the second boss uh, it was eight people and uh, we were thinking you the whole time we knew you were moving but we were with you in and spirit and wanted to make sure you could see it too just in case yeah uh, I, I, we streamed it
0: so uh, going to that raid uh it was something that i think we had built up to and planned you me and uh uh, my friend david uh i guess sarah or well keen in our, <laughs> in yeah, our keen world in you know game. all the different names but
1: it feels we like even, MMO, dude
0: totally yeah we went out and we like set sail to go and scout out the elder which is the second boss and i don't know if this is necessarily in order or it's just the elder was the one that we found um, i
1: think there's an intended progression okay but you i think feasibly could fight some of the bosses in any order I, I i don't know for sure yeah that's another thing i should i should bring up part of why i don't like it's not that i don't like survival games it's just i don't stick with survival games in part because i get a little too impatient or i start looking into tech trees because i want to start expanding and then i lose some of the sense of mystery yes. whereas with this i have yeah. refrained from looking up and researching anything about this game because it rewards you for testing things, exploring things, interacting with things in different ways. Mm -hmm. And it is fairly hands off, but it like you, you'll start to think, okay, I I got this item. Now this has opened up a whole crafting tree for me. Um, Nothing necessarily major, but.
0: And I think this is a more recent sort of mechanic in survival games, but it gives you those recipes whenever you pick up the mat or the material. So it's not that you're playing a guessing game and just putting plugging things in it does take it makes it very convenient to learn how to craft
1: once you discover it you know it yeah and you can replicate it and the the recipe is always visible and displayed to you so you can know so long as you're at like the the proper uh, source or uh, like if you needed a to build a a sword you had the forge open or something or the the, right so you you had the proper tools to make them but some things you can just always build and craft no matter what. But yeah, like it's. It's that sense of mystery that it has and it rewards you. There's so much depth to everything that's going on. And like the physics system, let me tell you, <laughs> it's so much fun. Uh,
0: I love it? that's. I think that was actually uh, you. You got me to buy the game because of a Twitter interaction. where I was like, what is Valheim? And you just sent a GIF. Of a tree falling and rolling down a hill and slamming into someone.
1: Not only just falling and slamming onto someone because it can do that. It honed in on them. <laughs> it like fell curved like 30 degrees and rounded down to smack them and kill them. Oh, yeah. and It was incredible.
0: <laughs> I cannot tell you the amount of times where it's just so satisfying to get a tree to fall right into another line and you just have that domino effect and you just watch like someone else in that line of trees and you're just like run 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 run." and you're just screaming there's one
1: there's one thing that is just slightly more satisfying than that it is lucking into getting squishing a gray dwarf brute with a tree yep Yep. (laughs) like you hit a tree down and a gray boot comes up brute comes up behind you and you just start booking it and it just squishes them (laughs) perfection there are things you'll do where you'll just go out and pick berries and then you'll go out and like how we have it on our server like it's a super chill setup too because we're all about just i don't like playing these types of games with people oftentimes because it it ends up being the what did you do for the community today did you yeah, forge yeah. things? Did you smelt? Did you blah blah blah? You are not meeting your responsibilities. We need to talk. And it's like, <laughs> "Yo, this isn't work." Right. This is yeah. This is my fun time. Uh and, and granted, is, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say and yeah, that is, has been something about the server like again this weekend. It was like there was I was had to be out all weekend. Um and there's no pressure to like have to get back on it's, yeah and i really, that's one of the foundations. really want to get back on and play <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's the foundation i had with making sure when i got this server like that is like rule number one there is no pressure there's no expectation of you if you just want to be on the server and farm for yourself yeah. cool you're welcome to do that it's just like we ended up building like our own little community like I founded this. I, I rented the server, set it up, and Stubbs joined me for the initial maiden voyage of running through the forest. After I had played a little bit on my first private server, after like you join, you and you and Keen joined up, and you you two were like, "Okay, we're gonna start right here. Let's just set up real fast." And then almost <laughs> within like the first couple hours, like we're sailing for greener pastures. See y'all later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you go Dude. somewhere that's like probably in terms of like actual distance 50 to 100 miles it yeah, seems like yeah. but like a in whole terms different of...
0: continent across two oceans kind of thing yeah
1: but in terms of like actual size of the map stone's throw
0: yeah yeah uh, it really did come down to i mean it was like maybe 15 minutes of sailing mm-hmm. and if you do it right you can really catch it but it if you have the winds on your side yeah yeah and it but it felt like a huge journey. It is. You really, you really have to prep. You really have to know what you're doing, and then you've got to put
1: footholds along the way. I think I found like a pre-established abandoned building, repaired it a little bit, put a campfire, put a bed in. Okay, camp here. Then eventually I can go out a little bit more and explore a little bit, find some more resources. Stubbs finds out and proceeds to spend five hours, six hours. On a Saturday, um building an outpost.
0: Building it into hotel stubs and it's the the
1: stubbed toe outpost. <laughs> <laughs> it is you know big enough for
0: 20 people, houses all 10,
1: multiple stories. Uh and so yeah, he built that outpost and I, I loved it so much. So he expanded upon an idea I had just of like a quick thing's like, all right, I'm gonna do this. I was like, cool, go for it. Uh if you need resources, let me know. I'll bring them to you. And then sure enough he shows me the finished product product i'm like dude this is so good you keen Stubbs, and myself sailed southwest to find the island of the elder in our server Mm -hmm. and then we landed set up camp after we cleared out a burial chamber and then put a portal on the other side like okay we can return here
0: and it still Uh, feels like exciting to do It is like it is sort of like okay let's get back out there
1: yeah it was still fun like we're like okay this is our this is our task now like i can go and find a carve a path there if i need to i have some resources saved up like we can make it work whatever needs to be so we built the the camp back up it's fine now
0: and that'll be something that like i again i'm really excited to get back into it and be able to fight the elder alongside y'all and then be able to sort of see what y'all have built up in the very short time that I've been out, but you're still able to. It doesn't feel like it takes days to build up a, a really awesome uh, outpost or a really awesome base. It could just take a couple hours,
1: right? And it still so, looks so yeah, unique. you're you're absolutely correct. And that's the thing. That's what I, part of what I love about the community that we have on the server is like, and I make I make it abundantly clear, like i re i I make it a point to restate it often is like you owe no one on the server anything yeah but like go at your own pace too if like you want to be stuck in just still building wood or spend like you want to spend a week building one particular thing do it i want to see it when you're done
0: (laughs) and that's something that oh my gosh once we opened up portals it was a whole new world man
1: (laughs) yeah oh so we we have a portal to the merchant now yes yeah we said that was part of the what we were doing when we went to the merchant on saturday or sunday for the um the other boss fight run we part of the trip was to visit the merchant and set up a portal
0: oh so my gosh we established so
1: that that ley line yeah and i
0: feel like i feel like keen and i have gotten up to the point in gold that i can actually afford something but we'll see
1: i finally got my headlamp oh yeah, finally got my headlamp i, <laughs> I want the belt next <laughs>
0: All right, well, did you have anything more that you were wanting to go over with Valheim?
1: It's, in early access, has so much to offer, $20 buy-in, this game is fantastic, give it a look. And I think- Everyone
0: else is. That, you know, that early access tag will put a lot of people off, and rightly so. But man, if I have not, the only thing that I've seen as an issue is it can get laggy if too many items get on the ground, which, as far as I understand it from you and Shu, that's just an issue with these types of games. So, of-
1: so, uh correction on that: it's not the the world instance dropping of glowies causing like necktails to disappear. Oh, it's okay. the geometry of the item of the necktail. Well, and
0: uh, again, if that's the worst, yeah, that the game that I can complain about for an early access game. I mean, they've done an incredible job. For a fine man of a five man te- or five five person team yeah um and that I, is it, it's incredible what they've been able to achieve
1: yeah we should state uh so the developer is iron gate a b based out of sweden Good. Uh, those yeah. five people like you mentioned and the developer the, the publisher is coffee stain coffee stain studios have they were the developers of goat simulator they also ah. have published games such as deep rock galactic Another game I uh, I adore. It really is an impressive game for twenty dollars, and there's
0: at this point with how many people are playing it, and again you over there's so many communities. Three going. under three weeks. That's insane. And additionally, it's also in terms of space. It's only a gig. It's a gigabyte. It'll be on my computer
1: forever. <laughs> it's what I told Stubbs. He's like Rob, Rob, I get you. don't have to keep selling. He's like, I don't care about you buying it or not. I'm just remarking on the fact that that's incredible.
0: Yeah. It is. It really is, and I I I keep forgetting and then coming back to that memory of it. Being yeah. Like, Wait, it's already done and downloaded.
1: I literally said the same mm-hmm. thing to. I was like, now I know it's permanently staying on my hard drive. Yeah. This is never leaving. But yeah,
0: I mean that's that's Valheim. It is a wonderful game that you can get lost in, uh, and I guess for anyone that wants to reach out for any tips, of course we're available. Um, and absolutely, Rob's available. And uh, there are tons of servers out there that you can find of uh, people open public servers, right? Start your
1: own, build your your community, make your Hamlet.
0: Yeah. But I think that's coming to the end of it all. Uh, This was an awesome episode. We still have a couple more things to go through. Of course we end every episode with our community shout out uh, in terms of Uh, I guess community... I I always say community shout-out, but it's just sort of like a general shout-out to another creator that we would like to point people to. I think Um,
1: community shout-out works because, I mean, that that is community.
0: Yeah. And so
1: do you have... uh, Do you have one for this week for... I I do. Um, I've made mention of a couple times. Uh, I mean, I mentioned Stubbs multiple times, uh, but uh, the Spelunkers uh, is Mm -hmm. a podcast and like gaming uh channel essentially of uh so there's time bomb tom uh there's Ryan Stabel or St- Captain Stubbs um there is It's Major Panda or Tyler Carver and there is Chris Bartlett or a Tactical Dreamer. Uh they regularly stream games they do their spelunking deep dive type uh episodes where they go pick a game and all play it simultaneously essentially uh and meet back up debrief talk about what they love didn't love kind of break through or break it down and go through it together uh most recently they covered uh, we were talking so much about hades but another super giant game um one i love some people don't uh a couple people in that conversation for their episode certainly (laughs) didn't yeah uh transistor they did a game club for transistor um and in that episode uh, tom was convinced that the sword from transistor uh was a creepy stalker man and (laughs) i he was just there was like probably 30 minutes where the conversation where he was just resolute that swords it was was just his head
0: cannon that was yeah it it was was, was
1: super funny to listen to you though uh but they had a great conversation um they are also
0: wasteland uh wasted in the wasteland series i know yeah At least Tyler and Time Mom Tom, right?
1: Yeah, they regularly do that Saturday evenings. Um, I forget the exact time slot. I think it's at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, But yes, Saturday evenings, uh, that is, they're they're dedicated to just drinking beers and they showcase on Twitter like every week, which beers they're drinking for the night. And then just play a really fun co op tactics game it's entertaining as hell and i know that they are going to be doing they're working on east 9 right now that just came out for their next game club i believe okay. and then after that uh they i don't think they've announced the one after that okay but i know that their sneak peek they are working on east currently
0: got it okay and that's one that i am not super familiar with but a lot of those deep dives sort of drive me to try games that totally I otherwise wouldn't have. And so totally Spelunkers, which their name is just fantastic uh, is a great, a great channel to go follow.
1: Yeah. And so that on Twitter is at at the Spelunkers. Uh, YouTube should just be the Spelunkers. Um, We we had two of the members on just this past month, past month Mm -hmm. for Zelda. And then we've had, Stubs on so many times. He's practically an honorary member. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're working on getting time bomb Tom on too. just scheduling and subject matter as uh, all the Ed we're working on and the, yeah, schedules always fun. (laughs) Right. Especially, and
0: y'all, y'all do weekly, right? Which that's the plan. Yeah. Oh Okay. And uh, so my uh, community shout out for this week is going to be day one learning by Adrian Torres. Um, He recently posted on, again, the MinMax Discord, but it is all about just sort of progressing your mental health and learning how to uh, deal with any mental health issues. It's just going to be a five-part series of really understanding why uh, you may... I I mean, the first one is called Changing Changing the Way We Feel. And it's Mm -hmm. all about where your negative feelings come from and how to counteract them or how to sort of... absorb and understand and uh sort of nullify their effect in a way and so it is a really effective it's 50 minutes long it's not uh super long and he's got some really really wonderful uh metaphors that are very straightforward very understandable and it's Mm -hmm. not a lot of times whenever you're talking about self-help which has been more widely accepted recently of course uh yeah it can be off-putting for some people and it can seem like a very daunting topic to dive into and
1: or almost it, taboo.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Adrian does a really good job of breaking it down and scaffolding it in a way that's like, if you are completely new to the idea of bettering yourself um, and yeah. understanding why you feel the way you feel, this is a really great place to start. Very calming listen as well. Um, hey, you yeah listen
1: to that while you're building a house in valheim <laughs>
0: that would be really nice and they go well together Yeah, absolutely um uh, but uh for the final plugs again uh where can people find uh, find your work rob
1: so most of the work that i do of note is really just part of the draft punks um and yeah shout out to brian and travis for all their support and just being awesome people and like to uh like just brothers like lovely people that i've been able to become fast friends with and build this together and I, I i love them so much and you can find on twitter it's like pretty much every social like twitter twitch TikTok, and instagram uh could make that for the alliteration Tegram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's at real draft punks uh, and just twitch is just real draft punks uh we're yeah. gonna be streaming more there volheim especially uh doing more working with uh, we're gonna be doing something cool soon um we announced it recently but ha- we're just doing s- we've been busy with a lot of moving pla- spinning plates right now but um we are going to be doing a sp- if if those of people who've been around for minmax for a bit might remember blue mayhem's minmax com uh, where he took members from the minmex community uh, that would participate and like include them into uh, like if you played xcom xcom two um, make characters and incorporate them oh, in the cool. squad so we're doing something similar with a game that's currently still in early access uh, but it's a mecha game called phantom brigade and okay we so it's the three of us i'll be playing with those two at least so far with those two at the helm doing a campaign where we incorporate our community together uh inject them into mechs basically and have them fight for fun um as we expand and take back the homeland um it is going we are calling it drift punks uh, <laughs> with, because the mechs do drift it's appropriate that's really um, that, cool. Yeah, it should be coming up soon. The game just had another major patch this month. They have really good roadmap ahead. So yeah, keep an eye on that on the real DraftPunks Twitch channel. Should be Sunday. What's,
0: what's the game called too? Phantom Brigade. Phantom Brigade. Okay. It's on early
1: uh, early access through Epic Game Store. Oh, okay. That's good to know.
0: Yeah. Uh and so and then for your personal channel, are you so are you gonna be shifting and more focusing on your uh on the draft punks?
1: Dream my or... so my goal this year is to primarily focus on that i might occasionally do some side stuff on my own twitch channel raven Name rook but yeah. it's mostly just uh, like my 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 per, my focus is to extend that leg basically of draft draft punks because i've already spent so much time doing streaming on twitch by this point like eight nine months mainly started Got by it. doing yeah. dark souls but like built that up a bit. Now I want to start building this up a bit and help support like our community and in, in a, incorporate like the draft punks community a, wider right. in, in, in general with that. And then um, that gives like Brian and Travis room to breathe for stuff that they want to stream, games they're interested. I know Travis was talking about doing some potential Stardew Valley stuff because uh, he loves that game, has been back into it with the new update. So that might happen brian's been doing the what was that the whit whitemore uh Uh, academy uh, um oh i was thinking yeah i'm not sure there's another strategy game on switch that he's been playing recently i I just forget the name of the battle let me give me one second i can get the actual name sorry no you're good wintermore tactics club wintermore tactics club okay yeah so that is what he's been playing currently has been digging it. We play some dead by daylight sometimes and yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah it feels like you all are making a really big push and moving your channel forward uh, or moving just sort of the podcast and not, not just the podcast, but sort of like almost like the branding, right? Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, all of that moving forward and expanding in a way that's to me coming off very effective and it's still, thank you y'all aren't losing anything by doing it either. Uh, you know what i mean it's
1: genuine we we like we genuinely care about community like that is at the heart of what we do and so like pushing up others like making everything we can do to support others recognizing um the strengths of others and shouting those out like yeah it's that means so much to us yeah and we like we wouldn't exist without the support of other people like i know it's kind of a cliche thing to say but like it's true yeah, absolutely. It is ap- absolutely true. And it, it warms my heart every day. First thing I go is check is the DraftPunks Discord. I'm like, what what funny thing, what TikTok did Greg Griffith show of him <laughs> petting his pugs? <laughs> right. uh, his snoring pugs. Yeah, it's so good. It's wholesome. It makes me happy.
0: Yeah. And so for anyone looking out, uh definitely go check out the DraftPunks uh just the podcast originally on any streaming service, and then of course um, on Twitch, and I'm really, I really enjoyed y'all's month of Zelda. So uh, I'm too. curious <laughs> to see where y'all are heading
1: after this, uh, and so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we've got one more in the chamber for next week for Zelda with Haley McLean. Yes, uh, from Game Query does freelancing with uh, uh, Game Informer sometimes. Uh, she's awesome, and we're looking forward to doing. We announced in the last episode uh games featuring zelda or link uh so it could be something akin to like mario kart smash bros could be a zelda game could be one Gamelon. Who knows.
0: that's really cool that'll be fun yeah we're stoked uh and then of course for press x to you're already listening to it but you can join us at pressed out on twitter um press keep underscore. Listening. yes <laughs> keep listening Press underscore X to doubt on Instagram. Uh, Luke, who unfortunately again was not able to join us today, but he is on Twitter as Secret Humor Man um, and also on Twitch as Secret Humor Man. And what I think I'm going to do with my Twitch is just change it over to a Press X to doubt Twitch. So I'm sure the name will be changing very soon. We'll find out. Mm. Um, and so uh, we really appreciate everyone coming or everyone who listens and everyone who supports. And Rob, again, I really appreciate you coming on uh very last minute and uh being a wonderful guest and really talking great stories and great uh Valheim talk, talking you
1: know. Hey, I appreciate the invitation and always happy to to make a return, but we gotta get you drafting now.
0: I'll uh, I'll be pitching y'all here pretty Dude, soon please. with a couple ideas. By all means, we'd love. We'd love to. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well again, uh we're thank you for coming out. Thank you for listening and We're glad you're here and we hope to speak at you soon.
1: Let me tell you, trolls do not like portals.